Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave Single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only, single item at regular price. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Life was a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour number two. Old school on a Monday. Nicole Griffin, Connor Happer, 6 to 8 tonight. Take the three the evening, so buckle up. Don't go anywhere. Appreciate you guys all on the Sardar Hammond text line. Adding up, and you folks who have called in the Honda Lincoln hotline, you guys can follow on the hardest, the Sardar Hammond video stream. You can do that on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And we have thrown away our scripts for the day. Nothing matters. We are just all over the place, and I have to tell the story. So, Jay, when you say, and the text line agrees that this is a topic that needs to be considered, and you can tell me that you, if this is true or not, you don't, do you or do you not know players who got bags of cash in their recruiting? Uh, no, none that came here, though. Well, they didn't have to yeah, be here. Yeah, but none just, in Nebraska. No, no, the people that, yeah. I, yeah, none in Nebraska. No, I, I, I told No, that's honestly got true. Uh, none in Nebraska. I mean, and other, like, it, nobody else got <laughs> recruited when I was. Coming out of Minnesota, but like when you get to the NFL, you hear some guys talking about it, but you know nothing like. I, it's, it was just different, you know. I think Nebraska, you know, didn't really do anything. But I know, like when my dad was telling me about when he got recruited. Oh, your pops got look. They, they, those stories are legendary man. in DC because you could take, like in DC, you, everybody knows what happened with your pops. Because remember back in the day where everybody knew everything. Yeah, and the thing is, that's crazy. He said you could have as many visits as you wanted. So when I was coming out, and I'm sure it's the same now. You only could go on five. Right. So back then, you could go as many as you wanted. Uh, yeah, I would say sometime around seventy. 76 and then again in like 84 they, they changed, changed the numbers yeah. a little so bit so he was going and just collecting everywhere so it's it's different i look man i i went to i went on several unofficials right but i went so you'll understand this nick won't understand this i went to hbcus for my for my unofficial visits right so you know what kind of parties yeah. i walked up in right yeah right that that was like I, you know, you you got the you got the fraternity offers, right? You, right. You, you know, you you, uh, you know, especially yeah. if you're gonna come and play football, baseball, they line up to get you, right? So you knew what that was, and then I then went to, <laughs> I was gonna go to North Carolina Wilmington, right? And went to well, North Carolina Greensboro and went to visit, and the it was my first official visit, Nick. 
I got to the dorm. They were showing us the dorm, and there was a Klan march right down the right in front of the dorm. And I was like, "Nope." <laughs> went to the went back to the bus station, got my tail on a bus, and headed back to Northern Virginia. And just there, like it was like not like I left the shirts, I left the hoodies, I left all right, that. Like right. I was like, "I'm out." Like this, no, like this, this is regular. <laughs> and then I made one visit. To college and the rest was I, that other one. I was I was it was a wrap. Like I was there. So. Yeah, usually for kids they usually know. Um, you know, you get a good feeling. I felt like it was the text line is so it funny. Was, uh, the text good line, opportunity. Jay, this is what and this is from the text line. So don't nobody get mad at me. It said, "Look up the Lincoln Parent Program. It was in place to pay Husker players until the NCAA made us get rid of it in the late '80s." Yeah, I wasn't recruited in the late '80s. <laughs> I wasn't recruiting in the late it 80s, was, man. It was the wild, wild west, Jay. I, I graduated I mean, high school in 19. I graduated. Did, I didn't get any. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I don't even want to hear them type of stories because I wasn't. I didn't get to. You know, I didn't get anything out of it. Look, you know? man. Look, man. I. I <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, blankets and nothing makes a football coach happier on a recruiting visit than a good clan rally. My gosh, and the clan rally was so big. That it made the national news, so my mother and my grandmother are are just sitting sitting at home in Northern Virginia chilling, and they see they see the clan <laughs> rally. Ain't, hey, ain't, ain't that where DP at? And I was yeah. like, you know, baby. So, and I I called him from the bus station just to say, hey, I'm, I'm on my way home, and he was like, good, because we was getting ready to get in the car and drive down here to come get you. And it was it was bananas, bro. It was bananas to even think about. But the stuff that went on, like so, at the school that Barry and I played, like Barry was highly recruited. Right. So Barry was recruited by A&M. He was recruited. Like Barry, Barry was one of those. He was a left-handed running and throwing quarterback back in the day. Back right. So even in 79, 78, 79, it was a big deal to have a dude who could run the triple option. Sure. And he, he threw left-handed. So he was Michael Vick before all of that, right? But right. we had three Division One Power Five offensive linemen, we had a division uh, – tight end went to Kentucky, uh, Duke, North Carolina, right. Virginia. Like, we were – it was loaded. Right. And I would hear their recruiting stories. And the guy who was – when I was a sophomore and I came up, the guy that was a, was the team captain was tailback. And he had already committed to Maryland in his junior year. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, well, I ain't going to beat this dude up, but I'm hearing the stories. Jay. I was like, okay, I need to get this. I need to. I need to make this happen. <laughs> like, I need to make this happen. Like, whatever's going on with y'all, I need for this to happen. Right. The the amount of money that they got, and they went to those schools and didn't even play. Right. Yeah. But the amount of money that they got, yeah, it was it was it was pretty crazy. It was pretty. That, crazy. that, that was the the uh, the the nil money back then. Yeah, it, except for it was when it wasn't it wasn't yeah, in effect. Right? Yeah, it yeah. wasn't no like this was. So we went to we were we did our tour. We would go from Richmond down to all the way down to Florida, and we would play fourteen games right at the start of the season. So we'd go south to get warm and play games. And when I was on the road, we were at like we were at we were. At South Carolina, South South Carolina, and I got my first hit, and I stole two bases that day. And when I got back to the hotel, I went back to the hotel room and I opened the door, and there's an envelope on the floor, 
And I'm, you know, I don't know what it is, right? I'm, I was like, wow. Because <laughs> I had, look, I didn't, I, right. when, when I went to college, I didn't have any money, Jay. Right, I hear you. I didn't have any money. I hear you. So in this envelope, there was, there was $300 cash. Balling. Right? You can't tell you nothing after no, that. I'm, oh, well, here's the thing. So the next, the, and I didn't tell anybody, right? Yeah. The next night we went down to Spartansburg and we played Spartansburg Community College. And this was the greatest. I'm not I'm not sure this may have been the greatest baseball environment I'd ever been in to that point. Because there's probably four thousand people there on a on a Friday at noon. Right. And we go through and I hit a bomb. Never and it was the first college home run I, that I ever hit. And it went out. Got back to the room, then thought didn't think anything about it, went back to the room. It's five hundred dollars in the envelope. Now, I'm worried that I'm on. I'm in something nefarious. Oh yeah, like like it could be you know, drug dealers, and they right. think they got the wrong room, and people slide money up on the door, and I don't really know. And then finally, my assistant coach, and God bless you, Chip. No, love you to death. Chip, no looks. Uh, he, he, we 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 go to breakfast the next morning, and we're just going to like IHOP. And we get there, and he goes, so, did you get a visitor last night? I was like, no, nah, Coach, I, I I hit curfew. I was good. He goes, no, 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 before you got back. I was like, Why, how would I know if I got a visitor? I was like, oh. And he, goes, he goes, yeah, uh, how much did you get? And I was like, did you do it? He goes, no, but I know who did it. I'm like, how much did you get? So I told him, and he goes, man, they cheated you. You hit a bomb. You're supposed to get more than that. <laughs> So the rest of the year, all I could think about was somebody would hit a home run. I'm like, bank. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like yeah. I literally was like, bank, and I knew how much it was. It was crazy. It was like, wait a minute, uh, two stolen bases, right. hundred bases per hundred dollars per stolen base, allegedly. Like nobody can. Well, you can't get me in yeah. trouble now. But yeah, that's how they were getting down back in the day, and yeah, that was they, baseball. Yeah, they get down. They used to get down real deal back then, but. Uh... But it might turn into that now, just because there is, you know, with this NIL stuff and you know, way people can take advantage of it. And um, you know, whether it's the NIL or transfer portal, I wish there was some sort of like education system that um, could help these guys. Help but these you kids. can help. You can help. Yeah, I mean, you gotta. You, you know, can help. You help. We gotta get you know the universities behind it as well. Well, no, I mean, you can set your own foundation. You have a microphone and time. You can make this thing happen the way it's supposed to happen. Right. Like I've said it to you a hundred times. You are necessary in this space for this thing to get right. Like you've been through it, and you can look out for all the young dudes and yeah. the young ladies too. Right. right. Yeah. Been I through mean, it. Don't don't. Don't chase short. Will shorts. they listen though? Is my yeah, question. Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. They'll hear you, but they ain't listening. A lot of them. Um, how would you? How would you help that then? Like, what's well, the message? Keep, what's keep the message? Them. I mean, you got. I mean, you're going. You, there's well, like with the transfer portal, there is thousand upon thousands of examples of bad decisions, how it doesn't work out for them. And then you're out there in kind of like no man's land, and you're probably you're trying to play matchmaker with, you know, a university that has. You're trying to go on one date and marry somebody when they have ten candidates they they can all marry mm-hmm. for these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, hundred, but yeah, maybe a hundred. I mean, whatever you know. So they got plenty of options, and mm-hmm. you're not the only one. And it and it recycles every year. Mm-hmm. 
So it's not like just one year. Then you can kind of like kind of get in there and, uh, you know, get some sweat equity or whatever. And then with the NIL thing, I you know, I think it kind of potentially can hurt schools that are trying to be up and comers, right? Because if you get fan bases or businesses behind your team, it can take focus away from what you really need to do because your biggest brand builder is going to be what you do on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, you can mask that and do all the other stuff, but in reality, um, 20 years from now, if you say you make, I don't know, just say you get 1000 a week, right? Just, I don't know, just right. 12 games, that's tw- right. $12,000. Mm-hmm. Is that $12,000 worth respect 20 years from now? Whether you seek adventure, search for answers, break down barriers, or see the world for what it can be, you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit CIA.gov careers. Wendy's two for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items, like... Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam. Crispy nugs. Crispy nugs. Strawberry lemonade. Dave's. Dave's. Nugs. Nugs. Sam. Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price and participation may vary. In U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. It's $12,000. Most, the answer is no, but most, most 20 year olds don't have that kind of vision. No, they they don't. don't. They don't have that. They're not thinking, they're not thinking long game. They're thinking short game. Because the $12,000, okay, say if you made eight and stayed more focused, is that $4,000 worth the risk of not having? Well, well, here's, here's where that is. Like, I knew I was, for a fact, that I was the poorest kid on my team. Right. And the kids who were from Colonial Heights, who had like who were millionaires' kids, right? They were working from a different space than I was. Sure. So look, I'm li- I'm relying purely on the meal ticket, and and right. and whatever and then whatever under, thing. Which is understandable. But these kids these days that are on scholarship, I'm just mm-hmm. t- in particular talking scholarship guys, mm-hmm. are doing pretty well. Oh, they're doing better than we were. Right, a lot better. They're doing. They're, look, so, if if yeah if. So you got to try harder at not making it work easily than you do than than working to make it work. The but the work was always first. Like I did the work first, and the right. people that 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 offered other things were offering it because of the work. Like because right. they could see that I was working hard. I I actually paid attention to my academics. I, I it was a focus and a priority, um, and that didn't happen until I got there. But there were kids who had money and kids who didn't, and I like the, I looked at it this way. As a matter of fact, most of the money that I got, I shared with people right. who didn't have money. Yeah, I mean it's like who didn't it, have I mean, money because I was. It's look, the advantage of kids yeah. that it's no different than me having an advantage with uncles that played big time football mm-hmm. and my dad playing obviously in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That the stories, the. Well, being being around people that access. the access yeah is no different than uh I don't know some rich family and they got kids and that's what they're talking about at Thanksgiving dinner or at dinner or Sunday dinners mm-hmm. you know it's no different if you grew up in the I don't know can't say the mafia but if you grew up in that thing of theirs or whatever the you family. want to call it the family, the family. and you're sitting the there and you're learning how to you know wheel and deal in it and you're seeing how you're seeing it with your eyes you're see, you're hearing it 
and you might be experiencing the car rides when you're going somewhere. Um, so that's different. Um, I just think, you know, look. And I, I think th- you I, could help I because you and I, I think the NIL and the transfer portal, in theory, mm-hmm. in theory, okay, is good. Okay. It, it was thought to be good. Okay, I just think that the transfer portal makes it too easy of an out, and it's. I can only talk about football, and you. And we could dive into basketball. We could talk to Buzzy or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, but football is different because football is such a commitment sport because you only get 12 chances. But is that but see those rules would then have to be put in place for the coaches who move who are gypsies themselves. Well and, and it's it's vice versa because how many times have you ever seen a coach the day after guys sign in recruiting and they're gone to whatever yep. school. So I understand that, right? So you know, a lot of times, like I said, you know, Dan Young and Ron Browner was on the recruiting me. Coach Osborne still recruited me, but he wasn't my main recruiter, which he didn't have time to do. And yeah. he probably recruited other guys, you know, more high profile, which is fine. So, yeah, you know, like the times are different because coaches would go to Nebraska or whatever and coach as long as they could 10, 12 years. So you'd be there, you know, two or three, four recruiting classes, you know, like go through four years. Now guys are going to their next destination very quickly. But ultimately, you know, you choose a school because of the university and X, Y, and Z and not the coaches. But what the transfer portal does, it, if, if, if I am from, I don't know, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and I am a four-star recruit, mm-hmm. and I've always been coddled, babied, and put on a pedestal and never really had to compete, right? Because, okay. you know, generally if you're a four-star recruit and a power five recruit, recruit 99 out of times 99 out of 100 times when you step on the field you're going to be the best player or or, or have the best skills you're going to be a you're going to be head and shoulders against majority of people you play right high percentage of majority right. Right. people you play with um not granted states might vary but just deal with it you know and so or follow along with me so so then you get here or anywhere mm-hmm. and there's guys that you didn't know about maybe two years prior that was a two-star recruit that might have just been, you know, from Ashland. And you and, you know more about that now because of the internet. Yeah, but you still but he's still a he's still a two-star recruit. He's right. a two-star recruit from Ashland because he's from Ashland, Nebraska, right. not because he's actually a two-star recruit. Okay. So here I come, thinking that I'm the dude, mm-hmm. and you get here, and you see a couple other dudes that. Well, dang, these guys can actually play, so I got to actually compete. Well, let me go try to strong harm the coach after I'm not producing or not working hard, and then say like, "Hey, that look, part. right? That say, hey, part. look, dude, if I don't, if I don't play as a freshman, then I'm out of here." Well, you don't want to lose any good player. You look as much as the players like feel that you like these coaches put a lot of resources into these, you know, calling, getting to know them want them to do well. No coach recruits a guy. No coach is going to say, you know what, I'm going to go recruit, you know, Derek Pearson, and I hope he ends up being garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to get him to here to campus, give him $100,000 or $150,000 scholarship if it's $30,000 a year mm-hmm. for five years, so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. And I want you just to come here, and I want you to just to be horrible. That's That doesn't happen. Correct. Because he'll lose his job. if he, Right, if but he, that doesn't – nobody wants – I mean, no one, he'll lose his job. He doesn't want you. Don't, you don't go recruit kids with like 
malice intent, you know what I mean, or any, or whatever you want to type in with bad intentions, you know what I mean. They, and so, you know, I think it's there's you, also a way. There's also a way that coaches, once they identify that the relationship doesn't work, before NIL and before transfer portal. Those coaches would torture kids. Oh, sure. To get yeah, them to sure. give a, to quit their scholarships, quit their so scholarship, can, or make right. it miserable, and, and, right. and that's on them. Right. Personal, personally, right. them coaches, because yeah. there's always a right, right, right way and wrong way to do it. You could pull Derek in and say, "Hey, look, D or Jay or Nick or whatever, say, look, man, look, I love you. You work hard. You're a good kid, but listen, man, listen, man, there's four guys ahead of you. You ain't never gonna play." Right. it's going to take a lot for you to play. Now, if you want to stay here and gut it out, it's going to be extremely hard. But I'm being honest with you because I care about you as a person. Now, look, when you leave, you're going to be MFing Coach mm-hmm. Jay or whoever. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, when the dust settles, you're going to be like, you know what, he actually did me a solid by actually doing that. So it goes both ways. And I just think kids jump in there too quickly without an idea where they're going to go. And this is what they don't understand. Just because you go somewhere else. There's going to be dudes there. There's and this is the thing. That, with, that was yeah. That and this is the thing with college football and parity. Yet, and what people don't understand is, you know, take Alabama, take the top five teams that are usually there, right? Ultimately, there's not a big difference. So right. there's parity from say like number six all the way down to number sixty in the nation, maybe even deeper than that, right? So the teams that when that parity spread out, it's not just oh well. Just somehow they're good. They got good players too. Mm-hmm. Now the depth might not be there, right? But the guy that's starting at said position, linebacker, can play and he can play in that position and play, you know, in that system. So, you know, and then you get caught out there, and then you know, next thing you know, you just, you know, it's not always is, is uh, you know, it's not always the best decision. I think. Yeah, I think that you know, I, I walked into that because 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 being from Northern Virginia, we looked at. Southern Virginia as bumpkin, country bumpkin. Like we looked at, we were like, right. okay, but because we were sophisticated, we were DCites, right? We 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 lived the life, right? right? And I get down there, and the first day, I remember the first day of practice, I was the only dude from not from like Richmond or Hampton, right? And one of two brothers, right? And I walked in, and I'm like, okay, let me show these clowns. I'm gonna go run a little bit, and I'm gonna show them, man. They, they, look. So they the first they called all the outfielders up for sprints, and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna float through this one. I'm gonna hit him with this, you know, with this. With there's a dude named Dickie Dixon, who played center field, and Dickie could fly, easily the fastest white dude I ever seen in my life because I had never seen a dude white dude faster than me to that right. point. Dickie was flying, and I looked around and I was like. Ain't nobody else see this like this, right? <laughs> and they said, "Well, yeah, DC D- Dicky hits lead off. Dicky plays center field. You're not gonna beat him out." I was like, "Wow, yeah, it's a it's a reality but, check." But, but what I did was, I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do? <laughs> Show me the dude who played left field. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, let me move over here and get with him. Right? Yeah. Show, I mean, show me the dude who hit second. Hey, man. Like, hey. hey. <laughs> Hey, you better find a way. You better find a way to figure it out. I'm telling you. Let me, let me, let me find that man, dude. Hey, when I got, <laughs> hey, when I got down here, I got down here, man, and I remember my best friend Jamal Lewis. And the one thing that I made sure I wanted to do is I wanted to pass the, the running test because my dad, my dad told me he's like, you don't pass the running test, 
that's just disrespect. Because if you don't lift weights or anything, least you could do is be in shape, right? Because he was like, you got plenty of time to lift weights. So I went out for like two weeks, and we had the 300-yard shuttle. So I made sure I, you know, was in shape for that. So I'm like, cool, I made it, you know. And, and you know, you're nervous from that. And we had a couple guys, you know, calling Earl and throwing yeah. up and stuff. Ralph! So, so Ralph! I remember <laughs> when I first saw – because we came in as freshmen, then the, obviously the real deals came in. After I remember the first time I saw, I was like, "Yo!" I remember thinking, "Like, I don't know how I'm gonna make this." You know what I'm saying? I mean, whether it's Christian Peter, Jared Thomas, Troy Dumas. I mean, Tony Velen was a safety, and he was yoked out this out the gills. Right. Even like little Kareem Moss, Baron Miles wasn't very big, but still he was, you know, ripped up. Tyrone Williams, and I'm like, dang. Tyrone Williams is 190 as a corner. That's what I am, trying to play linebacker. <laughs> and I ain't never lift weights. I remember calling my uncle, and he was like, how was it? I said, yo. When I re- and I said, hey, look, I'll admit, when you guys were always telling me I needed to run track and lift weights, I was like, "Nah, this is natural. Y'all know what the hell you're talking about. Now I know why. Now I know what you guys are talking about for the last – Six months, seven months, and I was. And finally, once you get so deep into it that you ain't doing it, because right. I started fighting it, right? Because yeah. my dad was like, "Hey, you need to go up to the health club and work out and stuff." So I work. You know, my workout was I walk right past the weights into the basketball court every single time. But then, you know, then I was like, "Hey," my dad was like, "Look, you way way behind." You know, you need. Obviously, I need. I knew I needed a red shirt, um, and. You know, that was probably one of the best things for me and helped my success because I had so much like growth to do that I wasn't maxed out when I got here. And I think a lot of kids in high school, they start training specifically for whatever sport they're focused on. And when they get here, they are maxed out. Not maxed out, but close to maxed out. Where I was there, I was like, I was at ground zero. I was below. I, I never lifted until I got to college. Right. So then, I mean. <laughs> And it was like, oh, okay, I got you now. Oh, that line drive that was going to the gap? Oh, it's going over the yard now. Thanks, appreciate it. Let's start the break. Nick, I need a trivia question for you. Let's make somebody smile right now. Come on, Nick. All right, come up with a trivia question. We're going to dive into Beatrice Bakery. We're going to get into the goodies and allow them to choose something that will make them feel better and make their tummy, tummy happy. Nick's trivia is up next. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.